Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered Sit Rep, a weekly show where our hosts, Blaine, Matt, and Treg, will go over the Montreal Canadiens' news, notes, and rumors, and provide you an unfiltered take. Welcome to this week's episode of the Habs Sit Rep brought to you by Habs Unfiltered. I'm your host this week, Blaine Pudney of the Hockey Writers. In today's Montreal Canadiens news and rumors rundown, there is news on Alexander Romanov's contract situation, an ECHL expansion franchise decides to call the province of Quebec home, will the Big Ten Conference have a full season, how will that affect Cole Caulfield's decision to stay in school, will Taylor Hall go to free agency and entertain playing in Montreal, and will Max Domi be able to play in the playoffs this year? So we'll just jump right into the Romanov contract situation. So Romanov signed his entry-level contract with Montreal as soon as he was available to. And as of Monday of this week, the 13th of July, it is official. His contract is for the 1920 season. So he will be with the Canadians. So... What does that mean for him? Uh, That means as soon as he arrives in Montreal, he's going to have to self-quarantine. By the time that quarantine or self-isolation is completed, phase three, which began yesterday, uh, the training camp, will be mostly done. So he'll only get a a day, maybe two, um, if any. But his name is going to be on the Canadiens' 33-man roster that they're planning on bringing into the bubble. So he will be able to practice with the team throughout their time in the bubble in Toronto. That being said, he cannot play this year. So he gets the benefit of the practicing. He will be in the bubble. He'll hang out with the team. 
but he cannot practice. Or he, my apologies, he cannot play with the team. Um, yes, so this this is going to burn off the first year of his ELC. And I know a lot of people are a little up in arms about that, but they're forgetting the fact that this provides the team full control on where he plays from here on. So he could go to the KHL and play there, but if he signs a contract with them, because the season, the NHL season is supposed to start up with a camp in December, um, it's very it's very unlikely that any KHL team will give him an out clause and he would have to complete the full season, missing quite a bit of time of whatever NHL season will be next year. Um, he could play in the AHL if they do have a season. Uh, there's rumors, uh, Eric Engels had mentioned it, Arpin Basu has mentioned it, that there will be... Uh, Possibly a prospects tournament. So that could be 10 to 20 games of teams' top prospects playing in a tournament. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, so the Canadians had hoped Tomaranov would be cleared to play, but he isn't. Uh, so that's where Romanov stands now. The Canadians have a very good defenseman on their hands, and it's going to take some time to develop him. But now they have those two years in an entry-level deal with a little bit of a head start this year. Moving on to the Big Ten Conference, uh, they're facing pandemic problems as well. So the Big Ten, a conference in the NCAA, the National Collegiate Athletics Association, has made a decision on its sports programs, one that may affect how or if hockey is to be played this season. The Big Ten Conference Commissioner, Kevin Warren, released a statement, and it basically, I'm quoting him here, the Big Ten Conference announced today that if the conference is able to participate in fall sports, i.e. men's and women's cross-country, field hockey, men's football, men's and women's soccer, and women's volleyball. Based on medical advice, it will move to conference-only schedules in those sports. So one member school of the Big Ten is Wisconsin. Uh, that's the home of the Badgers hockey program, and the Big Ten Freshman of the Year 2019 first-round pick of the Montreal Canadiens, Cole Caulfield. Now, the current announcement doesn't name ice hockey as one of the sports that will be limited or possibly cancelled. But anyone who has ever followed the NCAA will know that they are, if they are willing to entertain cancelling college football, the most profitable, pro, uh, profitable program in the NCAA, then they would be willing to limit or cancel hockey as well. Uh, if the worst case scenario occurs and the NCAA does cancel the hockey season altogether, there's still a possibility Cole Caulfield can play. If he chooses to go to the Canadian Hockey League, that's if the CHL reopens. Uh, he could continue his development by playing in the CHL, playing Major Junior, and the current team holding his, uh, his rights are the OHL Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. So this is something that he's going to have to sit down with the team about because he had already decided to stay in school and use the NCAA route to get more practice time and more time in the gym. But missing an entire season could change, could change the givens and the calculus in his head on where to play. Now, the next step, Taylor Hall to the Habs? Seriously? So Hall and the Arizona Coyotes are entertaining are entering the Edmonton bubble in preparation for the Western Conference plans. 
The former Hart Trophy winner is also an upcoming unrestricted free agent, coming off of a seven-year deal that paid him an average of $6 million per year. Hall, the former first overall pick, just had a down year in which he scored 16 goals and 52 points in 65 games, which is still pretty good, but for a guy who was picked first overall and was a Hart Trophy winner, it's still a down year. Now, he split that time between New Jersey and Arizona, and his time in Arizona, he really stepped up his game, and you could see uh, he had that extra step back. Uh, With the salary cap this season remaining flat, it's no secret that there's going to be fewer teams willing to pay large sums for unrestricted free agents, especially ones that had down years. Uh, John uh, Shannon stated, I think there will be a small market, and I think the two places that are obvious for Hall to go to, other than staying in Arizona, would be Calgary and Montreal. Now, he stated this on uh, Oilers Now, a radio station in Edmonton. Uh, There's no doubt the Canadians could use a proven offensive threat to add that scoring to the roster. But uh, Mark Bergevin um, would need to be very careful in how he proceeds. Hall's 28, and he's going to be looking for a long-term big-money deal. He's had some injury concerns plague him through his recent years. Another pitfall will be how Bergevin can balance a large cap hit coming in, such as Hall's, while trying to keep and retain key players next season. So this, this offseason, he has Domi and Mete. Next year, Gallagher's contract is up. Tatar, Deneau, Petrie. Uh, what is he going to do to retain those players? Will he have to trade some away? Uh, these, are, these are things that he's going to have to look at. Uh, also keep in mind, uh, the Seattle expansion draft is coming up after next season. All right, moving on. Will Max Domi play? So once the NHL decided it would return to play, the first question asked by Habs fans was, will Max Domi be able to play? As a type 1 diabetic, he's at greater risk of having COVID-19 negatively affect him if he were to contract it. Uh, Domi's definitely in a higher risk category because of that. As such, he's going to need to be cleared by NHL and team doctors to enter the training camp and go into the bubble. Uh, if for whatever reason he's deemed unfit by the team, he's going to have an ability to seek out a second opinion. So where we're at now is the team has given him an extra 7 to 10 days to assess his own personal situation. And <clears throat> not coincidentally, Arpin Basu of The Athletic broke a story on uh, Sunday night, the 12th of July, that three Habs tested positive for COVID. Uh now, as it turns out, as of this, the recording this morning on Tuesday, the 14th of July, it turns out that two of those were false positives. Um, the three players in question that were, quote-unquote, unable to practice were Josh Brook, Xavier Wadette, and Brett Kulak. Now, there's no word as to who were the false positives and who's the actual positive for COVID. Uh, either way... It's no, uh, it's no question that this has a factor in those extra 7 to 10 days for Domi to decide. So whatever he chooses to do, whether it is to play or not play, uh, I think that we should support that choice because he is taking into account his own personal needs. We can't, we can't uh, crap on him if he chooses to opt out because... He's looking at his long-term health, as most players should. 
if he chooses to play, we don't we should not crap on him for choosing that because he has taken the advice of doctors, his advisors, most likely his father, and his own his his own advice and, and chosen that route. So whichever one he chooses, uh, I think fans should support that. Um, now, another, on another note, the uh, Penguins, who are going to be the Montreal Canadiens' uh, opponent in the play-ins, had to sideline nine players with secondary exposure to COVID. So secondary exposure would be uh, somebody who is exposed to a positive test. Uh, so there's, there's a positive test and someone adjacent to that person. They may not have COVID. And then that secondary person... That, that person next to the COVID test would then enter a room with nine other people. So <clears throat> there's a possibility for community spread. And that contact tracing, the Penguins decided, you know what, we're just going to play it safe. We're going to isolate everybody that was primarily or secondarily exposed to this positive case. And then we're going to test everyone and wait it out. So I think that's the most prudent method and, and honestly, it's the most scientifically, scientifically proven way to end community spreading. So there's going to be some flat cap opportunities. As I mentioned, the, uh, the cap's going to remain flat at $81.3 million. And teams like the defending Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues are going to be in need to shed cap. They have some difficult decisions to make on who to retain and who to let go. Uh, their captain... Alex Pietrangelo and restricted free agent defenseman Vince Dunn are going to be in need of new deals this summer. And I wrote about this uh, at length on the Hockey Writers with multiple uh, scenarios that you can check out. But in this one, uh, GM Doug Armstrong is going to have some difficult choices to stay under the cap and remain contenders. Uh, so Bergevin is in an enviable position because he has about 16 to $18 million to play with and only two contracts this year. Keep in mind, the, the cap's going to remain flat for two straight seasons, and he has all those UFAs that I had mentioned earlier to, re, to retain or decide to trade. So keeping that in mind, uh, he's, he can use his cap space, his enviable prospect pool, and a stockpile of draft picks to open a window for the Canadians to take on some cap for a player that could help now, much like what they did with the Joel Armia trade. So if Bergevin can find a way to fill some needs, making moves like this, that would be the best path possible. So on the blue line, they need a left-handed defenseman. Vince Dunn is a left-handed defenseman. So if they can find a way to, uh, to, uh, to get him in a deal, excellent. Uh, if not, and they were, they were able to find a way to take on Jake Allen's $4.3 million contract for one season while still getting some kind of incentive to take uh, take that on, even better. Uh, the Canadians do need a quality backup, and Jake Allen could provide 30, 35 games with not just a guy who can give a goaltender a break, but someone who can actually go for the win. And that's what you need from your backups. You need people who can win you games, not just give your starter a break. So down on the farm. Uh, there was a major announcement in Trois-Rivières on who will be the main tenant in the newly constructed arena. Uh, FM 106.9, a radio station near Trois-Rivières, announced uh, uh, last week that 
there's going to be an ECHL expansion franchise for the 2021-2022 season that will be housed in Trois-Rivières. While it was not announced that the franchise would be affiliated with Montreal, that's pretty much a formality at this point as the franchise and location were secured with help coming directly from the Canadians and their front office staff. Uh, If they do acquire this affiliation, it would be major news for the Canadians and their flood of prospects starting to arrive into the system. Player development will become a major cornerstone in this so-called Habs rebuild, uh, especially now with cap uncertainty due to the pandemic and its effects hitting the NHL financially. Having their AHL and ECHL affiliates all within a 90 minutes drive uh, is beneficial not only for Collis, but also for sharing training facilities and coaches. It could also provide the Canadians an incentive for late-blooming Quebec-born players to sign and stay home. That way, the Canadians could focus on young Quebec players who are late bloomers and provide them another path for a chance to earn an NHL contract, much like David Delnay did many years ago signing with, uh, with Cincinnati. So that's pretty much it for our news and notes. It was a quick hit segment. Um, be sure to check out my co-host, Treg Wilson at the Hockey Writers. Uh, Matt Smith, who is now uh, fully independent, He's uh, he's looking for his path to return to writing, but give him a follow, check it out. He, he when he finally does find a, a landing spot for his his uh, writing, it's going to be worth checking out. And follow Habs Unfiltered on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and get caught up on all our past episodes. We're looking forward to having new guests and bigger shows if you have any comments that you want to pass on to us feel free to dm the habs unfiltered page on twitter or email habs unfiltered at outlook.com and uh we'll respond we'll we may even use your your questions and comments on the show so thanks for listening and we hope to hear from you soon support for habs unfiltered is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Big news! Manscaped just launched in Canada. For those listeners in Canada, you can be one of the first Canadians to experience their life-changing products. Myself, Treg, and Matt have all had trimming accidents. It happens. Every man has. There's nothing to be ashamed of. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and have their new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The water resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. 
trim that junk yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code UNFILTERED20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Are you in the market for quality sticks and equipment you can afford? There is a no-frills, no-nonsense company that wants to provide that to you. No Name Hockey. No Name Hockey is a small Canadian company started by former pro player Jason Goulet. When he retired, he searched for sticks that felt like when he was a pro but could never find the right one or one that was reasonably priced. So he decided to start No Name Hockey. Now No Name offers high-quality, customized sticks at a fair price. They won't try to wow you with a fancy name. They will focus on providing you a pro-stock quality stick that you can afford. The cost of sticks has gone through the roof due to sponsorships and licensing fees. No Name Hockey makes sticks for the no-names and players currently making a name. and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.